This is Marcos from Tomorrow's June. This episode of Voice Parties was sponsored by All Roads Garage Doors. Call now at 510-375-8756. All Roads Garage Doors. Get your garage door needs at All Roads. Well, you can tell because he doesn't have abs right now. So he's, he's got a very, uh, very the, alcoholic uh, the, the, mullet right the, there. The sugar is keeping him keeping the abs, dude. He was, he was there. They're both. Those are two of my favorites. Like, I'm not just saying because I'm a fucking spick, but like, <laughs> no, they're two of my favorites. Guerrero and Mysterio. Yeah. The, 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 uh, like Chris Benoit too. That whole radical crew, mm-hmm. they're all oh, fucking dope, man. Yeah. Like they're the, the radicals and and uh, like what was the name of the WCW group? Uh, the Filthy the Revo- Animals. Filthy no. Animals. Yeah. yeah. With uh um Nick Nick not Nick what's his name uh, Kidman. Yeah. Kidman. Oh, he's going Conan, for the mask. Ray Mysterio. Ray Mysterio. Ch- uh, Chavo Guerrero. No, uh, Juventud, right? Yeah. Juventud. Revolution was dope too, but yeah. yeah. So welcome to the voice party, everybody. In honor of Halloween, we're watching some Halloween Havoc oh, matches recording. right over here. Yeah, we're recording now. <laughs> so we're watching Eddie Guerrero and Rey Mysterio from Halloween Ooh. Havoc 97. So, so we're doing this Halloween episode. I thought well, we were recording. We were all talking about what we were going to do for the next few episodes. And it's like we have no idea how long our producer hit the record button. <laughs> Cause that's how we roll. It's you know? spontaneous. I have spontaneous. To it's of a party. I've already said so. It's it's sure a party. It it can be edited out. Oh, I'm just kidding. I don't. I'm pretty sure that part where you said uh, that certain tragic thing wasn't real is all a hoax will be edited out. Don't worry. Yeah, I mean, you know, the bodies have never been found, so I really. Don't. I'm just kidding. I'm <laughs> 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 not funny. Um, so for variety's sake, the listeners at home may notice that one Gaspar Bernal is not who with is us. That? Oh, it's like that, huh? <laughs> nah, he, he he did give us a what, like a week, mm. uh, uh, two know, months, a two week notice. Dude. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He gave us a, like no a week notice, <laughs> a week notice for it's two mo- months off. Was- <laughs> that motherfucker. This yeah. is just- <laughs> Imagine if you did that at a job. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll be here for two months, you guys. Keep don't up, hire keep nobody. The face. Keep up the good work. I hey, might, he didn't say don't hire anybody. I know a guy. I might bring a guy in or I, whatever. Yeah, we could. Bring I, him I in. know a guy. I actually had had Phil and I were going to bring this guy in because we we're going to do a backyard wrestling podcast at one point. Yeah, and he's he's funny. Okay. And he's insightful. None of them are going to say any names. Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll put him in the intro. We'll take Gaspar out. We'll put him in. <laughs> Gaspar, what up? I actually uh, have a couple of guests. I don't want to say them right now, but that <coughs> expressed interest in coming back. Okay, that they really enjoyed it. So yeah, 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 yeah no, we'll definitely figure it out. But oh, so, wasn't is a particular guest had said they wanted to do movie reviews yeah. with us? Yeah, she yeah, and be delighted to have that person. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. No, yeah, that we just gotta think of a time of when you know, yeah, uh, big ass fucking Amazon Prime demand just pulled up in my driveway. It's always exciting. It's like Christmas morning every time one of these fucking trucks shows up, man. New like, movies? Or or we're going to get gunned down. Like, you know. <laughs> <It's so sad. laughs> There's a, a mafia army. It's a front. It's a cover. Yeah. It's not actually an Amazon van. So the thing that you wanted to do with this is we're going to we're gonna talk about. Yeah, In particular, we were going to review Sorcerer. Sorcerer. We saw the film recently, and uh, you know, a rewatch for one of us, the first time for the other. I yeah, uh, you know what? It felt like the first time because 
last time I watched it, I watched it with my dad and uncle. And the way these guys are, it's like, you know, we were having beers. It's like, all right, go bring me another beer. So I missed out on a lot of things that I already watched. So it was like watching it for the first time again for myself, too. Oh, shit. Food's coming out. But yeah, what? Um, yeah. I I still, you know, at first when you told me mm-hmm. that it was directed by the same gentleman that directed The Exorcist, Exorcist. Yeah. I was like, oh my, what a, what, and you know, I mean, it shouldn't be a shock when one director switches both genre and subject so wildly, right? But still, it was kind of jarring at first, but then I realized, you know, some of the musical cues in this are a little familiar. Well, you know what's crazy is uh, most of his movies were like Sorcerer. He, another film that he directed was The Hunted with uh, Antonio, not Antonio, um, what's that other, uh, Benicio Del Toro and uh, uh, what's that guy's name? Old, old guy from um, No Country for Old Men. Um, uh, 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 the one that played the sheriff? Yeah. Agent K and uh, yeah. Men in Black? Yep. Tommy Lee Jones. Tommy Lee Jones. You've seen that movie, The Hunted, right? That was that was William Friedkin also. Holy um, smokes. So his movies are more like Sorcerer than Exorcist is nothing like. Right. Exorcist done. was sort of his like wild departure. Yeah. And, and it's interesting. I mean, there, there's a lot of similarities in his, in his uh, like the stills and stuff like that. Um. I think I mentioned this, like the the that one, the sorcerer. That it and I've I've read this about it. Uh, it, it it wasn't as popular when it came out because it came out the same weekend as Star, the Star Wars. Wars, the first Star Wars. Like, dude, <laughs> that's uh, da, 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 yeah. Da, 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 da. Anything that came out that da. weekend, you probably never heard of. Yeah, pretty much. And then and then like that, oh, we were saying, it, it's a movie that, it, especially with the, the beginning of it, has a lot of, um, a lot of. Uh, but what was was it uh, uh, Jerusalem or whatever what was it, the languages? There's four oh, different languages. Oh yeah, there's like four different languages because there's four or five different like the Avengers of crime. In, yes, <laughs> yes. This was like no more like the Justice League of crime. The Justice League of crime. because they didn't take an entire movie to develop each of these characters, and they it's four different type in, of criminals. Yep, and they shoved them all together in one film. You know, so this is this is definitely the the JLA of crime. Yeah, this is, it, it, it's like, uh, like when I watched this movie, it, it kind of reminded me of, of like, you know, the ending, it, it, like literally like the ending of, of Goodfellas could have been the beginning of this. Like, you know how Henry Hill, I mean, that's just that's yeah, no, kind no, of what totally. the movie's about. It, it's criminals that are fucked where they're at because of the crimes and they got to mm-hmm. escape. And there's that ambiguity left on, well, well, I mean, with Goodfellas, we know Henry Hill ended up in witness protection. Yeah. Yeah. But there are some. But this uh, is like mof- 70s where they're. Well, I mean, like the sorcerers. Right. It's, it's, yeah. And there are some mafioso movies where it ends where the criminals just go off into the sunset or they go off and hide. And it's ambiguous as to whether or not they made it out without hitmen taking them out. You yeah. Know, we can't let you be a witness here, buddy. Uh, Yep. Oh, dead. Um, but this is where they end up. They end up in a desperate situation. In the jungle. In the jungle, no less. Which is dope, because a lot of the stuff that, like in some movies, this is what I like about older movies, like The the Godfather 2, for, for instance. Classic. Classic. They have shots of, of New York in the 70s, and mm-hmm. a lot of that was still, you know, like it's gone now, and you see a lot of these shots, and it's like, 
time traveling <laughs> you know like you see and uh and this was shot in the jungle and and the way it was in that certain time you know it it it's not the, like yeah, that anymore so they they probably have built uh modern bridges there's a scene in that that in this movie um where the characters have to take a jeep and drive it over the ricketiest of uh, that's one of the best of scenes bridges. i've ever seen dude. yes it's a great scene very dramatic very just oh my gosh are they going to make it because the the bridge looks like it was built by the ancient as no not even the aztecs <laughs> the, the Olmex. it looks like it was built by the Olmex themselves and just kind of left there to rot yeah um and it just so happens that these poor buggers have to drive this van across it in one of the biggest monsoons of the year and then it, 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 interestingly also like the reason they're driving i mean uh spoiler alert the reason they're driving those jeeps is a nitroglycerin needs to which i didn't know this until i watched this movie that's how they put out those oil fires they have to drop nitroglycerin over the fire to to basically wipe out all the oxygen so that the fire stops breathing and that's chemistry is something else yeah you wouldn't think that something such as nitroglycerin you know because it's explosive material would be the thing to put out fires yeah fire yeah <laughs> the irony a negative cancels a negative <laughs> well there you go <laughs> negative times a negative equals a, a positive. positive yeah mm-hmm. strange verbal high five yeah verbal <laughs> high five indeed and uh yeah. uh another thing another thing that like uh, um uh, th- th- this movie, which I I saw this in the Joker, which we watched recently. Mm-hmm. A lot of the people look. I mean, obviously, this is a seventy-five, I believe, when this film was made, or seventy-six, something like that. Mm-hmm. A lot of these actors. I mean, I don't even know who the fuck they are. It's something special about watching a film that has actors you don't recognize. Because it feels like a real story, like a real, like not a movie. You know. Well, you know. I- I'll give you an example. When they cast the first ever live action full feature length Superman movie in color. With Christopher Reeves. With Christopher Reeves. They they said, you know, the, the Warner Brothers people got into a meeting and they said, you know what, whoever we choose for this part has to feel as if they they stepped out of the fog, right out of the ether, right out of the collective imaginations of the American consciousness. Why? Because if we get Robert Redford, it's not going to be Superman on screen. It's going to be Robert Redford playing as Superman. It's going to be name classic actor here playing as Superman. And they didn't want that. They wanted... You know, Robert Redford was supposed to be spy, uh, Superman? Well, no, I'm just giving that as an example. Oh, okay, because you know who I, I I read was supposed to be. I saw it somewhere. Sylvester Stallone was supposed to be Superman. <laughs> Imagine that. What's yeah, going? Hey, Lois. 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 I can't picture that. Hey, oh, yeah, hey, 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 Krypton exploded <laughs> and I just yeah, yeah, keep that Krypton no, away from me. But, I don't but, feel good. Now, Stallone. now, speaking of like speaking of famous actors. This film, and I realize a lot of our listeners have probably never seen it, so we should definitely run 
the premise a bit. So you you mentioned earlier that there are these four, this handful of criminals. Yep, four that, criminals. That four criminals, and each of them comes from a different location. You have, and and it's not really clear for some of them why. Which is good. They've run away. Yeah. Like the Frenchman leaves me with the most interesting. I I assume it's it's money laundering. Yeah, it's some kind of fraud. It was actually um, uh, something to do with uh, I forgot. I, I had it at the top of my head. A bribe bribery. Yeah, that's and what it, it was. was a high level banker, you or know, a bureaucrat. Or yeah, some, yeah. Someone, and he he was in a situation where. Uh, the person that he worked with was unable to support him. Yep. And it got so bad that the person he was talking to, who is in cahoots with, just went and shot themselves. Yeah, your, your lawyer shoots himself. He's <laughs> fucked. <laughs> you gotta go live in the fucking jungle now. He left, left yeah, you his have wife no, and, you have no fucking chance if your lawyer ops himself, like, Epstein's himself. Like I'm in the jungle now. It's over with. <laughs> yeah, um, that's. And then there's another one, the Jerusalem guy. It was like a political uh, uprising, and they were using terrorism to get their point across. That was one of the other guys, the 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 um, the demolition expert. Mm-hmm. Then there was a uh, sicario, a hitman from the from Mexico, which oh, yeah. is very common to find <laughs> in the area in where the they area. were, because they were they were in. They were in Central America. Yeah, Mexico. Yeah, Mexico. And then, and then there was uh, the 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 star of the film, um, uh, a a a thief. Uh, what was he? Armed. <laughs> I don't know what to call it, but yeah, a thief. Uh, oh yeah, this idiot. He's this this genius. Well, actually, no. He was he was. The irony is. So this guy. And Roy, Roy crew, Schneider, Roy Schneider, Roy Schneider, his crew, Schneider, I don't know. How to his, his crew, the Irish, it was a group of Irish guys, presumably with the Irish mob, yep. or possibly operating on their own. You never know. Rob a church, but apparently, and I guess that uh, Christopher Nolan must have seen this very movie because it echoes a uh. moment in the Dark Knight. Um, oh yeah, when they rob the priests, the priests are meeting. I guess it's the priests and their deacons or whoever else is on staff, and they're counting up their money. And so they, the criminals, the Irish guys, come in with their guns out, and they rob the joint. And the, and the priest goes, "Do you have any idea whose church this is?" Similar to that moment yeah, in Dark Knight where the the bank teller's like, "Do you have any idea whose bank this is?" Yep. The guys are dead, you know. Yep. So and it turned out to be a, a like Italian mafia. Yep, ran church, which uh, big that, mistake. That, this, this, yeah, yeah. A and lot of a lot of a lot of freaking stuff. Freak, freaking uh, a lot of his stuff. I, I actually I had only seen The Exorcist. Obviously, you know, because he's he's popular, but I'm not in my generation. Mm-hmm. And I actually saw his other film, the 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 French Connection, which mm. is a film before The Exorcist. That actually, landed him The Exorcist, like. Be the, the director, the writer saw that and showed it to the producers of The Exorcist and said, this is the guy I want to direct my film. And uh, a lot of his, his stuff has to do with like real events. The, the, the French Connection is based on a real, um, a real story. Um, the Sorcerer, I don't know if that's based on a real story, but it feels real. It seems like it I mean, must have happened. The, the only reason he did The Exorcist is because it felt real to him. And obviously that shit... 
it's funny enough, he didn't even think that that was a, like he did when he made it. He wasn't planning on making a scary movie. Mm. He just wanted to make a movie, and it was not like oh, I'm making a horror film. I'm just doing a story that I think is real, and that's why it's, it. You can see it definitely feels real. <laughs> well, we're definitely not going to get too much into the topic of exorcism. That's for another episode. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah no. But but I'm just saying it has a level of fear into the films that make it like you believe the story. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. No, definitely. But I, I was just going to say that I think that uh, there are a lot of people out there that do believe in demonic uh, <laughs> oh, um, <shit>. <laughs> possession, <laughs> and that there is reasonable uh, proof. Proof. I think that if you are uh, definitely, if you're a Christian, there's there's evidence in the Bible of it happening. So just open up your Bible and read it. Um, that said, it you know <laughs> sorcerer. <laughs> back to sorcerer. It makes you think the sorcerer, especially knowing that this is a, a, the, the director of The Exorcist. The first thought is this is a horror film. It's yeah. not. Let's clarify that it's not a horror film because that was my first thought. Oh, same guy that Exorcist is going to be a good movie. Yeah, when you I mean, handed is, the DVD but... to me, I said to myself, oh, it's going to be a nice, you know, not that a film has to be horror for me to enjoy it. I love all kinds of films. Yeah. But I was just, oh, this is going to be, ooh, this is going to be some territory I haven't explored yet. All right. <laughs> I remember how disturbed I was when I saw The Exorcist. So imagine my surprise when we, we sat up and we, we watched it. And, uh, I oh, yeah, it's... I, I expected like the rainbow and the serpent. Remember that one? Yeah. That's what I expected when I heard this just because of that. Yeah. Anyways. So the plot back to what right, we're talking about. Back to about. The, the setup. So you've got the, the, the Frenchman with some sort of weird business shenanigans gone wrong. You have the Sicario. You have the Israeli rebel who flees away from the, uh, the occup, occup, occupiers essentially before they can get him. And then you've got. Um, and there was that uh, in the in the jungle. The and the Irish thief, Irish thief. You no, know, but also the I think it was uh, in the jungle. There was that old man who was German as he's ex Nazi. Ex Nazi. But they didn't. They didn't set it. They, well, you don't really have to set a guy like that up, right? Yeah. You just go. Oh yeah, he was. Uh, he 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 was a German. Uh, infantryman into war, and then this was like the 1970s. So you're going, oh, we know which war you're talking about. Yeah. This guy's pretty old. Okay, that's what I liked about the shorthand. Film. Yeah, like <laughs> they're all there, and it feels like, um, well, I'm speaking uh, based on movies I've seen, like in uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, where they're in that jail. Like that's what it felt like at that. I mean, obviously not like that, but it's mm. it's. I can see a lot of that happening, so it was just it was awesome to see. And then there was that political uprising in the jungle with the farmers and mm-hmm. all that. There's scenes in there that make the film look like a documentary at some point when the bodies are good, when the the, the the pipeline first bursts. Oh yeah, there's Remember that scene where they bring those burned bodies. That that scene, um, the scene where we're being introduced to what the village is like, looked very. I thought I was looking at a National Geographic piece. Yeah. I think I was watching a cinematic film. Yep. For for a few a few minutes, uh, back to the Irish guy real quick. Uh, one of the biggest ironies is that the Irish gentleman himself did not shoot the priest. He, one of his buddies shoot the priest, right? And then that opening scene, which I think is the longest of the opening bits for character, where they have the the Irishman have the car crash because one of them uh, does something stupid unnecessarily so. And the only one to make it out of the car alive is the one that did the least 
And he even says, like, I don't go in armed. You know, I'm not the type of guy to just murder someone in cold blood. And the Italians don't know that. So the head the head mafioso guy just goes, oh, well, uh, you know, the, my brother died and he got killed blood for blood. Yep. Go find the. But had the other guy still been alive, they, they you know, they might have gone after them instead. You know? Yeah. Too bad. And that's well, but that's kind of our hero of the story, like a hero, like yeah, protagonist. Pro- yeah, that's the better because they're all like anti. They're all criminals. Well, you that's what make, I like about the film. They're all fucking criminals. Criminals, and no, you, I don't want to say could, you could make an argument that the Israeli guy was probably not a bad guy. Yeah, but I mean, he was blowing up innocent people. So I mean, you know, I could say that about ISIS and shit. <laughs> like, uh, um, so yeah, that that's where we're at in the film and, and there's yeah. a lot of great shots of the jungle uh, which apparently I think he did before he even decided to film it just because he liked certain the I like I mean obviously watch the movie but I like the backstory of it because this dude just made the exorcist <laughs> I keep bringing that <laughs> and he's traveling and he's looking at places that, that look you know interestingly the original person he had in mind to play that main character was uh, uh, Steve McQueen oh that's who he wanted and he said that Steve McQueen's, like, his look would have gone great with the background of the jungle. But Steve McQueen had just gotten married, so he wanted his wife to be involved in the film to be a a, a love story. But you watching the movie, would you want this to be a fucking love no. story? No, it doesn't work. It's a very, like, gritty and, and, and dark kind of a film that doesn't work with... Uh, the, the most they could have done was... You know, the Frenchman men- mentions at a, a certain point that he had a wife and kids back home... So you would have just had Steve McQueen play the Frenchman and then cut back to the wife at home just waiting to hear. Let's <laughs> not talk about it. But, <laughs> um, not yet anyway. <laughs> and, you know, the cool thing, the reason it's called Sorcerer mm. is because of the trucks. That's what that's the truck is called Sorcerer. That's true. And that's that's what, you know, that uh, ultimately that's what the movie's about. It's, it's they have to bring in these so they can't. They have nitroglycerin that they have to use to put out the the fires and and, and the oil, um, and the pipeline. And they need to bring the nitroglycerin into the to the fire, but they can't do it with a with a helicopter because I don't know this about nitroglycerin. If you shake that shit, boom, everyone's dead. Everyone's yeah. dead. It's so it's especially dangerous. in this one. It had seep. The chemicals seeped into the paper, so the paper was fucking explosive. <laughs> And uh, that's crazy. I don't know. I learned, you know, I love when I watch a film and I learn something new. Mm-hmm. So this is, for me, that was that. And the, the the plot is they have to, they, you know, they're trying to get out of the jungle. You know, they're, it's it's like they, they, they're exiled into the jungle as criminals and they're working third world country style um, <laughs> work. Doing pickup jobs. And, yeah. Getting harassed you know, by the, the the local government as illegal immigrants, which is you know a funny take. Seeing white guys getting harassed by <laughs> by Latino, by Latino INS, <laughs> yellow ice, <laughs> yellow taking taking bribes. Yeah, and- yeah, which is something that happens here in the states. It doesn't get talked about much. Well, I'm sure it does, but like certain people that you know that uh, that's a whole other episode. But um, yeah. Except the, except the difference is, is uh, you know, these are these are guys who have committed crimes in their own countries, and and I'm not saying there aren't people. Oh yeah, uh, that they aren't those that have it, but yeah. but there are definitely some people who haven't committed crimes in their own countries, and they're just like, I just, 
I just really need a better life. Better and, life, yep. You know, and skipping a jump. The yeah, so they're um, they're working these shitty jobs and they want to get out of that place, obviously because of that political uprising with it. And so yeah, I really liked how they set that up. Like yeah, we're we're, we're criminals, but I think we could do better than this. <laughs> and that's when the job offer comes to because they can't fly it there because the helicopter shakes too much and they actually have to drive through the jungle to get to the explosion. I said, oh, he said 200 miles, something like that. I, yeah. Yeah. And miles. they fix these trucks and they have to prove themselves that they can drive and these shitty looking trucks that look dope, man. I wish I could, like those, those trucks look awesome. They look like they would do fine over here in the States. Yeah. They, they, and, and so yeah, it's basically a, a <laughs> A journey. What would you classify this film under? It's it's action a adventure? it's a, it's an it's Thriller? an action adventure. Um, I don't I don't think I'd classify it as a thriller, but action no, adventure. Thriller, yeah. a, action adventure. It, definitely action adventure. Um, it is a realistic blue collar workman's Indiana Jones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, uh, Indiana Jones, a criminals Lord of the Rings, a criminals Lord of the Rings. <laughs> yes, even better. We have to drop the ring into Mount Doom. Literally, <laughs> Mount Doom is fucking exploding out of the ground. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. You, you know, I, I'll also say with this film, um, <laughs> oh my gosh, it's like, a dark film for sure. But you know what's what what's so great about it too, and I'm I'm. I'm a scriptwriter, and yeah. I, I love dialogue. I love Quentin Tarantino. I like Kevin Smith. That is, um, and I'm a bit of a wordsmith. But what I what impresses me about Sorcerer is that if you took all the dialogue out and you film this thing in black and white, it would mm-hmm. be. It could easily be. A silent film and you would yeah. still get what's going on granted you'd have to have a few title cards thrown in there one or two or three or none at all or possibly none at all yeah because they tell um, a story with their actions a lot and and you just need to show a sign that says nitroglycerin and people yeah. go, oh nitroglycerin okay and the fire and then oh okay it's what they have to do i mean with it would take away without having subtitle cards, it would take away the context of these are desperate men, mm-hmm. because of the, otherwise, why would they be willing to do this? Yeah, <laughs> but with a couple title cards in there, you don't, you really don't need. That I many would, I, I would like to see this in black and white. That would have been dope. Oh yeah, and you know what else? Um, one of my all like, dude, after watching this film, one of my favorite, I'd say one of my favorite scenes from all the films I've seen mm-hmm. is a scene where there's a tree that uh, the road they're on is the dirt road in the middle of the jungle. And there's actually a tree that like, there's like this big uh, what it, storm and it knocked down a huge fucking tree. I don't even know what kind of trees these are in mm-hmm. the jungle. Those jungle trees basically. And it yeah. knocks over that tree. Remember that scene? And they can't get through. They can't go around. So the most logical thing to do, they have it right in their disposal. Right in the back of the truck. Is Nitro- the, the 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 demolition expert from Jerusalem comes in and does his fucking rinky dinky rig with with uh, sand. And I remember watching this film with my dad the first time I watched it, and because um, he loves, he's a Steve McQueen fan, and I told him that you know I told him a little bit of this, and he just loves. He 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 paused the movie at that point where that scene is where they 
where he creates that rig mm-hmm. to, to have the nitroglycerin basically explode and clear the pathway for the tree, which he does. Right. After that scene, I remember talking to my dad and he's like, see, I know you like those superhero movies, but these, this is, this is a great movie. Like these, now this is a movie. <laughs> Cause those little, like very, uh, um, detailed scenes like that, like they, they say a lot with very little. That's true. You know, the thing about superhero films and, science fiction and fantasy in general um you look at a regular novel and you look at a sci-fi novel um you look at a fantasy novel even a trilogy the books get tend to get a bit thicker as you go on you know why um in genre fiction because the writer has to spend a lot of time explaining to the reader new vocabulary and new concepts mm-hmm. right most of us know. You, you, you said this. Oh, sorry. You said this in a novel or in a comic book? And it won't. In 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 a novel, I'm just using novel. novels as an example. You have to spend. And well, in a comic, you've got you know decades worth of yeah. backlog explaining how stuff works. Especially like certain issues, you don't need any more fucking character development. So right. Yeah, you need and, constant character development and and a short amount of whatever time the story is. Right. And and so you you're spending all this time explaining these science fictiony f- or fantastic concepts that are brand new to the reader whether they be macguffins or um pieces of technology that are going to come into play later and um in quote unquote on in non science fiction and fantasy works you don't have to explain to someone how a door opens, right? Yeah. You just simply say the door opened. And in a film like this, you don't have to explain how nitroglycerin works. You just show it, explain that it is nitroglycerin, and then show how that works. Because if, in if, theory, they, most if they would have said dynamite, we would have not, like, you know, because <laughs> yeah. I was like, what is nitroglycerin? That sounds like a drug. Like, no, it's fucking dynamite. Ah, right. okay. And and most people in those days that were going to go see this movie knew, had some sort of an idea mm-hmm. on what nitroglycerin was. You know, so the shorthand of this, that, and this is how tense this is, is easier than, oh man, we're on a spaceship and the spaceship's moving. But then we have to get the Eye of Argnor. We have to what, turn What's on the Eye of Argnor? The well, flux capacitor. I have like, to tell you what that? the Eye of Argnor yeah. is and how it works. Yeah. So... You know, it's just you get to the meat a little bit quicker in mm-hmm. non-genre films, I think. So, okay, there you go. And then my theory. Yeah, yeah, I, 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 you, I don't have anything to add. You pretty much say, <laughs> but on on another, um, like I guess, I don't want to speak too much on the ending because I want you to whoever's listening to watch it, obviously, of course. But the one thing that I like about freaking is. He did this in the French Connection, and he did this in this film too. There's a scene where, at the end, closer to the end, when uh, you know everything happens once you know whatever, whatever you you should expect to happen, kind of happens. Whatever mm-hmm. you know, things happened. Obviously, you think everything's okay, but then there's a scene. Somebody comes into the picture in the jungle, and he let he leaves you, I guess, up to debate whether you know for you to decide what happens in the end which he did that in the french connection 
And it's and it's he I know that he does that just because he wants you to decide. And it's one of those endings that oh shit, okay. You remember what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. And the close up that they have on this character and the kind of clothes this character's wearing make you go, Oh, it's not over yet, is it? Mm-hmm. It's certainly not over. Yep. A sequel could have been made off of that, but I don't think this kind of film needs a sequel. There's no, some films it really. Some some films don't because it's not based on the guy, the main, the protagonist. You know how that some films are about the protagonist. Mm-hmm. This one had is four protagonists, but not really the. There's one main one, but yeah. And even when a film is based on a protagonist, that that doesn't necessarily mean you need a sequel. Sometimes it's just better to leave it alone, like. How insulted do you think an entire generation would be if next year you hear the trailer in the in nine in the nineties? He wait, he charmed you in the nineties. You you heard his philosophy, simple as it may have been. He's he, he's seen life throughout the decades. And has dispersed wisdom to anyone sitting and willing to listen. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we return once again with Forrest Gump 2. Oh, my God. Life still like a box of chocolates. <laughs> oh, yeah. I would be very oh, insulted. Man. I would be yeah. like, you know what? Dude, leave it alone. Like whoever, just Robert Zemeckis, just, nah, man. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Uh, Terminator you know. Two. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> that this came up, but yeah, that's that's our review. I mean, it's a great film. Uh, we should start a, great, a rating system for ourselves. We, what, you know, hundred percent, uh, ten points. What? What do we? What do we? Well, let's start something. I, I give it a ten out of uh, nine out of ten. Okay, I, I I definitely would give it a nine out of ten as well. Great cinematography, a consistent feel for it. Uh, you know, I normally don't praise a film for having a simple story, but it's a simple story. It that is. Works. It's a very simple story, and it and it and it's the the shots, the the way he shot the film. It all it all paints a really good story. So I say go watch it. Ten, nine out of ten. Yeah, go watch it tomorrow. Go watch it right now. Rent it on. Well, you can't go watch it in theaters, but you know it's available online. Oh yeah. Yep. The sorcerer. Sorcerer. That's our review. All right. We're out. <laughs> All right, that's one.